That was a weak one, Court. It's all like that. It's like a sick chicken. It is. It is. Good afternoon, you guys. Messing up my mic. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Good afternoon, you guys. Welcome back. Um, We are cranking out a couple podcasts. And today we're talking about anxiety, which I feel like so everybody struggles with anxiety. True. Even our kids. Like we talk about it very openly with the with the children. We do. So, okay. Anxiety. Anxiety says its definition is Might as well get right to it. Let's get right to it. Um, intense, excessive, and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations, fast heart rate, rapid breathing, sweating, and feeling tired may occur. Common causes. Anxiety can be normal in stressful situations such as public speaking, taking a test. Mm -hmm. Test anxiety is real. It's real. Sure Um, is. Anxiety is only an indicator of underlining disease when feelings become excessive, all-consuming, and interfere with daily life. Okay. Should we talk? I thought it would be interesting... Um, kind of, we'll like touch on what our struggles with anxiety exactly are, Yeah, how we deal with them. I want to go through how others deal with them. I put it out on the Facebook world and you pulled the Facebook world, pulled them and mm-hmm. how they do with it. And like, let's just kind of, cause you guys, I, there's a billion podcasts and books and Google yeah. researches about anxiety and there's nothing that is like a straightforward answer for anyone. Correct. However, if we can help in any way, we'd love to and just lightly touch on it. And at least you guys know you're not alone in dealing with anxiety. I don't think there's a single person that doesn't deal with anxiety. Obviously, yeah. different levels. Some people like, I think of like Josh right away, mm-hmm. Rachel's husband, like He's like said to her before, like he doesn't know what that feels like. That's wild. He like, does say that. I wish I lived in a world. You know those like that. I didn't ever feel anxiety. I mean, yeah. like he's done two tours uh, in the army, and I'm like, I would have anxiety like from the moment I found out that I was getting deployed. Yeah. Like until I got like, home. Well, it is. It is what it is. Yeah. It's every, my job. Everything like about mm-hmm. his life, he's just like. Is what it is. Like, yeah. Have you seen those reels from like my husband who married like you know the most anxious woman alive, and then there's him who has no care in the world, yeah. and that's just Josh. And Rachel is a six, so she deals with anxiety on a on a daily, sometimes hourly. <laughs> I was just gonna say maybe hourly <laughs> hourly basis. Her anxiety is definitely different than my anxiety, but yeah. we will kind of talk about like our anxiety. So how do you specifically, Ethan, struggle with anxiety or like what what goes through your brain when you're having anxiety? So <clears throat> my biggest, I'd say biggest thing that I deal with for anxiety is, well, oh my God, excuse me. sometimes it's work related, but also one of my biggest things is like what people think of you think of me yeah how I'm perceived by people like that's a constant anxiety whether it's um in a job a customer that I'm dealing with how do they 
perceive me as. I I mean, I overthink things think? to the point of when I'm writing emails, like, will they take this wrong? Do they? Will they think this? Like, and it takes me sometimes forever to write an email. I mean, I'm obviously what? way better at it because I've yeah. been with the job for a while and I know my customers and whatever. So yeah, so with the work thing, it's, you know, the anxiety of just what people think of me with work, whether it's customers or um, coworkers or my boss, like that's something that definitely causes anxiety. Like if I'm having one-on-one calls or reviews or whatever like that, like I get anxiety about that and what people think of me. Um also, if like we're in an argument or we're in a fight or going through something, I get anxiety about that, like thinking about what you think about me. And even though we've been together for 17 years and we're 17, happiest, well, married yeah. 17 years together, together we've for been 19. Yeah. Like there's been numerous times you could have been like, see you later. But like yeah. still to this day, when we're in a decent fight, I get anxiety about, is she going to leave? And there's things about like my childhood and everything that that stems from. Yeah. Same with the kids. What do the kids think about me? Like all that kind of stuff. Like I worry about what people think of me. But then also with the job, like just performance anxiety about work. Yeah. Like in a sales job, any sales, whether it's medical or whatever. I feel like that is stressful. It is stressful. You have a quota. You have a monthly quota. You have an annual quota. It depends on how your comp plan is set up. And sometimes it's out of your control. There there is things out of your control, but literally that doesn't necessarily always matter. matter. Like you could lose a massive customer and end up not making any money like like, uh, commission wise the rest of a year. But there's nothing the company's necessarily going to do about it. Just right. because it wasn't your fault doesn't mean they're going to be like, we forgive you. And then, you know, you're stuck in this anxiety of like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to make that much money this year. Like I'm not providing as much for my family or yeah, whatever. Those are the biggest things that cause anxiety for me. So your anxiety comes more from other people viewing you than how, than anything. Correct. I would say the big, the biggest ones come from that. Yeah. The other thing I will say, if I'm like, if I am crazy busy, like I've noticed myself probably in the last like month yeah. having quite a bit of anxiety. Maybe I don't share it as much. Sometime it comes out when yeah. I'm talking to you and you can tell, but just like we have, you know, we just got this rental property. There was yeah. a chunk of time, like two, three weeks in there that we didn't have a tenant lined up yet and it was kind of quiet. We weren't getting a lot of inquiries. Started having anxiety about that. Like, oh my gosh, did I make a mistake of getting this property? And, you know, like. Yeah, we definitely talked about this in therapy. Yeah. And there's like anytime that there's a growing list of things that I need to get done, mm-hmm. my anxiety, though, that'll be something that will keep me awake. And we've talked about it before. I have no problem. My head hits a pillow and I'm out. Like yeah. I have no problem falling asleep, but the times where I have a lot of stuff piling up and I'm laying there and then I just start thinking about all these things I need to get done and not having enough time to do it, then I start getting anxiety. Yeah. And then you can't sleep. Correct. Yeah. Or if I'm not in control of a situation. When he's also give like me Yeah, well, that's me all the time. Yeah. I feel like when you're not in control, it's like it's a little nerve wracking. Right. Ethan is a three, two a three also, but he is a three wing too. Right. So if you know anything about the Enneagrams, threes are 
the achievers of the Enneagrams, which achievers, my mom is the same. Um, They like to be known for... I'm I'm achieving something. I'm yeah. always like you like to be recognized. Yeah. You like so that's sales is like your perfect you recognition know. and praise is like your favorite thing. My favorite thing. Yeah, look at this doorknob. I did this. Yeah. It's like whatever. I every time I think about that. Um but yeah, so that is a big thing for her as well. And then yep. if you feel like you aren't achieving, then it's like you get very anxious and almost like down about it yeah absolutely um to the point where you're like people think i'm worthless or yeah nobody <clears throat> nobody thinks that it's a serious thing like it's a, it's, i have that I thought like a lot of times well that's the thing about anxiety that that gets me yeah is is you could like it's so irrational i could be in bed and like I literally, you guys know for me, my anxiety stems a lot from health things. Mm -hmm. And that was even before Nevaeh was diagnosed with anything. Yeah. She, when she, it was like the kids were little. And then I was like convinced that I, there was multiple times where I was convinced I had cancer. I have like really, I have like almost, um, what is it called? Where you're like, you could Google, what's it? Hypochondriac? Yeah. That's I'm I have a very low scale of that. Right. I feel like I've gotten a lot better mm-hmm. about it. But backstory on me, and if you guys have listened to the podcast, you already know this. But my dad was diagnosed at twenty seven with cancer. Yeah. Stage three or three, four, four. Three, four. Yeah. And was gonna die. I was six months old, so I was a baby. However, growing up we were always told like your dad had cancer. He almost died. So anything health related, my mom would immediately be like, Oh my God, take her to the emergency room. Take her like there's something wrong. So I kind of got that where I get like really nervous about anything. Like if I have like, yeah, it happens to me all the time. I have a weird mole and I'm like, do you think it's, what do you think it is? Well, and then if she reaches out to her mom, I'm like, yeah, there it goes. You She's like two of them go combined. to the hospital. <laughs> Might as well call an ambulance to mole. Right now, I'm right now. <laughs> but yeah, I'm serious. There has been multiple times where I'm like laying awake at night, like that's my anxiety. Yeah. But then it turned to all the stuff with Nevaeh getting diagnosed with diabetes. Um, and she was very, very sick when we brought her in. And it was really, really terrifying. And um, then she had a stroke and then she had her brain surgeries. So anytime anything happens, I am immediately on high alert. My anxiety is so high. My heart rate is insane. Yep. And I literally physically can't eat and I can't. I am almost like shaking. Yeah. Like I feel physically ill. Like when Ethan cut his thumb. I was, my heart was like immediately, I knew it was his thumb, but I still right. was like, you're going to be okay, right? Like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So Ethan has to be, you know, the calmer one. But I also have shared multiple times about my flying anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that has a lot to do with like, not really, it's, yeah, I'm not in control. Yeah. And sure. I don't know enough about airplanes to know like, the logistics, a lot of people have reached out to me to kind of help and be like, okay, this is what has helped me with flying and whatnot. But 
I think it's just, it seems so irrational. And so when I, Ethan basically had to beg me to make an appointment with a doctor to get a Xanax, to yeah. get to get prescribed for, you know, like an anti-anxiety, a Xanax, whatever. Yep. And, um, and I wouldn't do it because I felt stupid. I was like, they're going to think I'm dumb. Like no. I'm making an appointment to come to say I'm so freaked out about flying, but I really want to travel. But also, what I can't. Yeah, I am so bad. Yeah, and so then Ethan ended up making the appointment for me, and basically had to drive me there. And it's helped. Oh my so gosh, much. so much, so much. And I'm not saying that helps everybody. And one thing, no, we could have gotten into this further down the line, but yeah. One thing I want to say is like, we are not saying like there is so many things out there and we'll probably go through from what people have said, like yes. what helps yeah. people with anxiety. We it's going to be different for every person, but yeah. I truly believe there's there's a different thing that helps each individual person. And I am yeah. all for, I mean, there's people out there that literally are like so hell bent on you can't use medication. It's unnatural. Like you got to do something Poison. holistic or prayer, which again, that stuff can work and that stuff has helped people. But at the same time, like I'm not going to rule out medications. Like they're there for a reason. Yeah. Some people get all bent out of shape about using meds to whatever, medicate different, you know, diseases, illnesses, whatever. But like it's worked great for you and i've Honestly, seen it work for a lot of people just it's a to, godsend for me and, and it's like, not it's not so, and maybe some people can get an addiction to it but i'm like it's mm -hmm. not it, we she literally just uses it for when we travel mm -hmm. we get right before we jump on a plane we fly back and i think the most anxious ethan has seen me you guys oh i gosh. wish i wish i could explain to you i have gotten so much better yeah and i think it's the um, um, first of all, I think it was the traveling to Columbia yeah. that really helped me because I had to take basically six flights on your own, on my own. And then eventually on the fourth and fifth flight, I was like, well, this is not bad at all. It was like, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Um, but I will say Ethan, even with Xanax, um, we were in, excuse me, first of all, sorry. We're I both drinking start, very carbonated I know. drinks right now. <laughs> Not smart. I want to start with my my first, the first time where we were like, I really thought I was going to have a panic attack and I thought I was dying. Hawaii? No, when we were going to New York with Josh and Rachel, I don't know if you remember this, but I mm. was like, my hands get really shaky. I get super sweaty <laughs> and I almost feel like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm going to faint. Yeah. And that's how scared I get. Um, and that's when that when we were in New York, that on the flight home, you were like, you are literally, I'm making you an appointment. You are getting w almost worse. Yeah. And then um, we went to Hawaii and that was the first time I think I was actually prescribed Xanax right. because it was such a long flight and I was really nervous about it because we were going over the ocean for such a long time and then you're flying to this little tiny island yep. and um the flight there was amazing and i will say this is the first time i've ever flown on such a big plane and in the and i was we were in the middle 
Well, yeah, we had, it was a company trip. Yeah. So it was all expense paid. So we decided let's treat ourselves and upgrade to first class and pay yep. for that on our own. So we flew Delta one on the way there, like fully recline in was, like a bed. You have your own little kind of cubby and we were in the middle. So you couldn't even see out a window. Nope. And that's, I think that that's what's I've noticed. The more I'm flying, the better I am when I'm not staring out the window. Yeah. Um, but on the way home, is when I again I was I was totally fine on the way there like I was like wow that was the best flight I've ever had. Yep. But then on the way home I was like I almost was like we I can't. I, <clears throat> I that was the only time that I literally thought like I was going to have to hold her down or cover her mouth from yelling out something about Ethan. landing the plane. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't mean that in a negative cover way, her but, mouth. but you were literally like I need to get off like you were like even messing with your seatbelt. And I'm like, babe, look at me. It was so bad. And I had to be like, all right, look at me. Watch me take my breaths and match my breaths. Yeah. And I'm like, deep breaths. And you're like, no, no, no. I'm like, we kept having to do it and having to do it. And then, I mean, it was, it was, it was touch and go for, yeah, I don't know, 15 minutes until we like literally got off the ground. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know what it was about. I don't know what it was either. There wasn't anything specific that I was like, this is what it is. But then sometimes I I thought like, nope, this is like, we're going to crash. I don't know why I thought that. And then my brain just took over and it was so anyways. Yeah. That's like my, but I've gotten way, way, way better. Um, But I think the more things you do that you're like scared and make you anxious. Yeah. Is at the end of the day helpful. I've well, noticed. Case in point, the other times that I saw you really deal with anxiety was in the early part of your makeup career. Yeah. Like the oh night before gosh. you wouldn't sleep. You were nervous about doing makeup. Like um, they're not going to like it. Like you would just yeah. go forever in your head. So you had to start taking Xanax for that as well. Like the night before weddings, not all of them, but no. ones that you were really like for some reason really nervous about. Yeah. And now, and then it got to the point, I don't think you took a Xanax over the last at least year or two when you were doing makeup. It's been years that I've had to before a wedding, but yeah. it actually like, I don't, it just like calms you mm-hmm. to the point. I know that like Ethan said, Xanax is not for everyone, right? Um, but I, it's like, I couldn't even before traveling or makeup days, I, or a big wedding, I couldn't sleep the night before because I was so nervous about it. Yeah. The day before, like I felt physically sick. Yep. Like typically if I was going, if this was like a couple years ago and we were going to New York, like we are next week, um, I would right now be nervous about the flight. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not even nervous about it. I'm just no. like, oh, I can't wait. No, I've seen a complete shift. Literally, when you say Columbia was like the turning point, I wholeheartedly agree. Like the fact that you yeah. had to do that flight on your own, without me, by yourself. Like Hopping literally. multiple, going out of the country, literally. And then she went to Dallas shortly after that, a few weeks later, by herself again. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, it wasn't a big deal. And then the, la- the next time that, we f- that she flew, we were together as a family. We went to Cape Coral, Florida. Yeah. And she, she literally like, we were vlogging that trip and I like flipped the camera around and I was like going to sneak it between the seats like during takeoff and she was out. Yeah. She had her headphones in or like 
hood pulled down, her eyes were covered, and I would look at Austin. I'm like, is she asleep? And he's like, I guess. I'm like, <laughs> we took off. She didn't move. And then like halfway through the flight, she like woke up. I'm like, were you literally asleep? I You're slept like, almost yeah. the whole time. And then like I went pee, but I didn't. And it was I like had, the same on the way back. Yeah. It is. It has been really refreshing, especially for the big flight we're going to. We're going We're going to Greece. Oh, I thought you were going to say That's a surprise. That. Mm. Um, but we won't, we'll talk more about that later. But yeah. that is a long, that's a long destination. Yeah, that's and quite a few hours. I've always told myself, and Ethan knows this too, this is why, like, I think the, the Xanax has helped, but also now I'm like, I feel like going to New York, I'm like, I don't even think I need it because right. I can just be like, I feel a lot better with my headphones in and not looking out the window. Those, I mean, there's there's something to having those headphones those as well. Canceling. They're like we've had, you know, we have the AirPods Pro or whatever, and those yeah. are noise canceling to an extent. But they are holy. But crap. then when you get the Apple headphones, you're like, no, the big headphones. It's oh literally God. like you could have a screaming baby next to you, and it's like, yep, yeah, like nothing. You can you can barely, barely. hear it. If I have my... It's like a mosquito in your ear. like A podcast going or an audible book, yeah. I am like, I can't hear anything. Yeah. So anyways, that's kind of my anxiety yep. um, when it comes to stuff. And my way of dealing with anxiety, um, we've talked about this in therapy a lot because, I mean, it's just something that comes up a lot is obviously health issues and when somebody's hurt. And our therapist puts it in a way... That I, what did, how did she put it this week? She basically said, you have a lot, I have so much empathy that I take on people's issues, problems, pain, yeah, issues, whatever. I take that on. And so when somebody's hurt, especially the kids or you, right, I get so, like, I physically get ill or sick that I have to turn away. Yeah. And she's like, that's your body like protecting you correct, from taking on pain or something of somebody else Yeah, until you know it's better. It's okay. Correct. It's okay. Yep. Because I, even if like somebody's hurt, I just, I immediately feel sick in my whole entire body. Right. And um, I get really nervous, mm-hmm. like very, very nervous. Um, that I can't look, so I will like look like this, and then I will look at Ethan and be like, "Is it okay? Right. Can, I, can I look? Is yeah. it you know fine?" And then I will. Yep. That's part of what I do yep. to protect myself, and it's just like kind of this coping weird mechanism that has happened basically since Nevaeh's stroke. I think. Yeah, and it's when I started doing that. Where and I don't. It's like very unconscious that right. I do it. Yeah. Um. You, and, you retreat. Yeah. And to my thing is, yourself. yeah. And that's the reason why I wanted to go to therapy because I was like, I don't want to be like that. Right. I want to, like, if you're traveling mm-hmm. and one of the kids gets hurt, I want to be able to be, be the strong yeah. one. But, and I know you would. Like, yeah. It, there's nothing wrong with, I mean, our therapist talks about like that's completely fine. Yeah. You should do that. Like that's that's your body's natural reaction to protect yourself from taking on that somebody else's pain or whatever. Yeah. 
and that's completely fine to do when there's other people there to cover. Yeah. But I know for a fact that if I was gone traveling and you were literally the only adult in the situation that needed to jump up to somebody's rescue or help them, yeah, you'd do it. Mm-hmm. No problem. But yeah, I get you would nervous need to take that- a two-day nap afterwards <laughs> yeah sometimes coming down from that like really high oh, anxiety yeah. is like oh my god I have a headache but yeah. um and then like with traveling like I said the I've shared this on Instagram a lot but my, a lot has helped when I started taking Xanax but then also the Apple noise ca- canceling headphones game changed for yeah, me agreed when, when I got those and then not sitting by the window Yep. When somebody, if if I'm in the middle, which I was the entire time in Columbia, I oh, was really? always in the middle or okay. the aisle. Mm-hmm. And I specifically asked for that. And when people who are by the window choose to keep it shut the entire time, I can't be like, can you... Can you, you know, roll it up? Like Grayson, yeah. I saw him oh when we gosh. were on that flight. The entire flight yeah, to Cape boop, Coral and home. Boop, I'm like, boop. up or down after about the 10th time. Like, because I'm like, so well, it was maybe in the morning. on and off. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of the Tom Segura episode. Yes. You got some TikTok in 16C. You know, I've never seen clouds like this before. Uh, like up. <laughs> And then down, like, yeah. It, I you just you know, and it's so dark in there yeah. when it's a really early oh, flight, gosh. and then all of a sudden it's like, bing. It's like you're it, like gray. it makes you think of like Ugh. the National Lampoons when he plugs the Christmas yes. lights in. It's like, yeah, you're like, whoa, so bright. So anyway, um, what do you do? Do you do anything that helps you cope cope with your anxiety, or do you just? Yeah, I would say the thing that I do that helps the most. And I think you do it too, which you obviously can't do on a plane, but when you're coping with anxiety at home, whether it's something with work or a deadline or something, yeah, working out is like, I think for both of us, an outlet and it doesn't have to be some intense workout going for a walk, just breathing some fresh air. I think going to the gym. Yeah. Going, doing an ice plunge. Oh my gosh. Ice plunges. I feel like uh, they, well, it makes you think of anything. I mean, it makes you think of like, well, I just have to come to my body right. and I have to concentrate. It's the easiest way to get your mind off any problems. Anything. Because you're like in survival mode. You literally are like, and it's like for three to five minutes. Yep. That's it. But it changes your A, your whole entire mood. Yep. B, it makes your brain Think of literally just like, I just need to breathe. I just need to breathe. Breathe, breathe, breathe. And then you get out and you're like, you feel like a different person. It's honestly amazing. Yeah. I think this this entire winter, we just, the last episode we did talked about, we're doing the 75 soft. Yeah. Kind of like the hard, but anyway. Um, 75 soft, but hard. But right. anyway. But soft on some days, hard on some days. <laughs> anyway. Um I think it's going to, for both of us, but specifically you, I think you're going to see a lot of growth over the next, I mean, both of us, it's going to benefit, but I'm just thinking of you from like a cold baby perspective. We're doing I know. walks outside yeah. for the next like three months, which is going to be the coldest part of the Minnesota. And then we're getting a new ice plunge. I know. And, and we're getting a chiller. 
and it's going to be a chiller. So we don't, and so it's going to keep it at a certain temperature at all times instead of us having to add ice or keep it outside. Yeah. So we're going to have to figure out a way to have it inside without flooding our house. Eve, you're the one who floods it. Well, I displace <laughs> more water than you do. Um, but yeah, I, I do think too, there is something to be said about just like going outside and taking a walk. Yeah. Get breathing fresh air. Sometimes because both of us work mostly remote, like we Correct. are online doing our work. Mm-hmm. There used to be some days where like I wouldn't even leave the house and or go outside because I'm just doing so much work in the house. Yeah. And so now like going outside to get a walk, even when it's cold, I'm like, I feel like I'm getting my little ice therapy Yeah. by walking outside. You know what they should allow you to do at the Y? What? Is like allow you to go out one of the side doors of the pool area right by the sauna and jump into the snowbank and then come back into the sauna. <laughs> My gosh, you know how many kids would be doing that though? Yeah. Um Okay, so what else do thing. you do? Anything else that like specifically helps you? I'd say just talk besides working out, I think that's the number one thing, but then talking it out to me like You need a plan almost. Yeah. I need to talk it out, plan it out. You know, get, have some, give, let somebody else's brain give me their perspective. Because when you're in that moment, whether it's me or Courtney or any of you guys that deal with anxiety, like everybody does, when you're in that moment, you're not thinking clearly. You have this anxious mind, you're overthinking things. So if you vent to somebody about it, they can give you a fresh perspective from a or they non-anxiety could be like, standpoint what how did you get th- sometimes rachel i mean a lot of times obviously rachel and i we talk every single day i mean on every platform you could talk to yeah. snapchat instagram marco marco yep. text phone like everything and then we see each other how so when we are talking there are some times that like she'll tell me like her anxiety mm. and then sometimes <laughs> i'm like how did you get there? Yeah. And she'll be like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. And, but it's helpful to have somebody to just be like, no, yeah. your brain is making you think that, but that is absolutely never going to happen. Yeah. That is like worst, 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 worst case scenario. Yeah. Like it's not going to happen. Yeah. I try my best not to like. Really go overboard. Well, I try my best not to like bring it up to you unless I'm like really freaking feeling it. If I'm just dealing with like regular daily anxiety, like a certain deadline or a call that I have coming up, I'm nervous about, like I'm not going to necessarily bother you about it. But if I have a lot of things weighing on my mind and I'm like feeling like I'm getting short or snippy, I mean, you'll even call me out and be like, what's what's up your ass or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just kidding. You don't say that, but um, I'm gonna but start just now. being able to just say it to you and then you give me your perspective and be like, to your point, like, how did you even get there? Like, you're overthinking things. Like, yeah. And every time it's correct. Yeah. Like, I'll get an hour later, you know, if I'm nervous about a certain call or something or something with work, we just went through a big restructuring. Like, yeah. oh, I have a job. Yeah. It's like, see, I told you it was going to be fine. Yeah. So, and that's the same with you. Like when you're on a flight and I'm like, babe, 
Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to run through facts it, in my mind. Like you're more likely to die in a car accident than you are I in a plane. I just want you like, to know that doesn't help me. <laughs> that does not help me. People tell me that all the time and I'm like, it isn't helpful. I know. But what does help me is like when you're like, look at me in my eyes and breathe with me, especially when I'm really bad, that is helpful because I need to concentrate almost on something else than like, I feel like I'm going to die. And then it's like, I'm almost hyperventilating. I haven't had a full on panic attack um, about it, but it's like, I've been very close where I'm like, I've, I've had two, but that was a different situation. But, you know what I mean? I'm just like, I yep. need you to be like, you're fine. <laughs> Look at me. Yep. We're in this together. Breathe. Yep. Yeah. I think I've only had like one, maybe. Would you consider that a anxiety attack or panic attack? Like after Nevaeh got back from oh. the hospital with her stroke and then Grayson broke his collarbone and I literally had an absolute meltdown, yeah. like just freaking out because I, I just mean, felt like I can't protect my family, like doing my best and they're fracturing collarbones and having strokes. And I know. Not doing what I'm supposed to do, even though both of them are out of my control. I know. Anyway. I, uh, Grayson I an out of anybody meltdown. is really that one to just do something crazy like he was doing. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, you did have a panic attack. Complete side note. I drove by the sledding hill. That Grayson broke his collarbone at? A couple days ago. And they put up straw bales along that entire railing. Oh, they did? Yeah. Well, yeah. So he's probably not the first one that's broke a collarbone. Okay. Do you guys (laughs) picture this? This is is what Uh, we're talking about right here. So there's this sledding hill in our town that like... Everybody goes to every single year. We should go there this year. Yeah. Now, now that, that they I have straw bales. Now that they have straw bales and now that I have like my smart wool stuff and I feel like warmish. Yeah. Um. Anyways, this was like we got home and within Ethan and the two Ethan, days. Yeah. Ethan was like, okay, let's get the boys out of the house and get some energy out. Did Nevea go? No. I didn't think so. No, so it was you and the cousins. Home with you and right? me and Matt. Yeah. Took- yeah took all the kids because we literally didn't the the kids this was during covid when she had her stroke so the boys couldn't be up at the hospital yep so we hadn't really seen them Mm -hmm. for like a week i did because i was coming home and Uh, yeah you did i stayed at the hospital the whole time but anyway so they went sledding down this hill and it's a nice hill it's a good it's a good sledding hill yeah but there's right down almost the middle of it yeah maybe a little bit three quarters Uh uh-huh to the side the railing of the hill yeah, yeah there's it goes a rail- down there's the steps. entire side of the hill yeah on the far left side yeah well austin had a really great idea that that they should go sledding down the stairs yeah great idea and austin did it and so then grayson was like i want to do it see, monkey do yep and he went down it and went crooked and ran into the railing and then broke his collarbone yeah just smoked his shoulder right on the railing Ugh. It was like a week after Nevaeh had um, her was, stroke. So it was less. I feel. Yeah. No, I it was know. like a week. She, yeah. We were in the hospital for a week, almost a week, and then you guys went sledding. But anyways, Ethan then did have a panic attack, and I was like, "Well, you need to breathe." He was full on like, <gasps> "Yeah, like just, you're breathing." I think I cried five pounds of tears. And, yes. Yeah, it was, you did. So it doesn't happen often for me, but no, when you, no, no. 
Um, it's all it's all around medical for me. It, me like, too, though. You you too, yeah. I mean, besides flying, I, yeah. Like I said, it's getting better, and I'm it very is. proud of my flying anxiety getting um, better because now I can feel like I can sit with like because Grayson gets a little nervous with flying too, and I have him sit with Ethan when we fly because Ethan is the most calm on flights right. that there is. And so I'm like, you got to sit with with dad. He's way, and he always wants to sit with me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, can I sit with you? I'm like, I just, I feel like I might make him more nervous your if guys I'm nervous. Energy, your anxious yeah. energy would feed off each other and it would just be a yeah disaster. Yeah. So, but I feel like I'm, I'm getting to that point. Yeah. So maybe when maybe when we go to Mexico, yes, you guys can sit for sure. each other for sure. I feel like I'm just getting better. Okay, do you want me to read to you what is helping other people? Yes, please. With their I would anxiety, love to hear and comment. Um. Okay. So the number one top answer that has like the most likes, yeah, is quiet time with God, His Word, and in <laughs> prayer. He is there when no one else is. Agreed. I love that. Yep. Um, and then another one is pray and read a Bible plan in U version, which I don't think I've ever done that before. U version? Yeah. It's a Bible app. Yeah. It's no, great. I mean the the plan. Oh yeah, like the, they have different plans or whatever. Do. Yeah, they have a lot of different plans. There's do I they? Mean, yeah, for plans for men, plans for women, plans for anxiety, plans for whatever. Like whatever you're going through, they're literally designed for you know they'll pull certain verses out of the bible and create a plan around you know each day or each week around yeah. that specific verse specifically for what you're going through okay um acupuncture every two weeks move my body every day in journal okay yeah. i love, love that. that one i have never oh no i have done acupuncture right You've done dry needling. Dry needling, which, which looks like acupuncture very similar. to me. Yeah. Uh, feels like it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that, I think, I've never done it. I would love to do that. I don't know anybody around here that does that. Acupuncture? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But moving your body and journaling. Journaling, that is another one that I feel like is so good for anxiety. Writing down your thoughts and mm-hmm. like... Then also, if you're able to, if you're having really bad anxiety before sleep, I personally sometimes have to like, if I'm really anxious about the next day, typically that's why I can't sleep the night before. Yeah. And I'm like, I have all this stuff to do. You know, how I get like that, yep. especially if I'm traveling. I'm like, I have all this stuff to do. and I get really anxious. I need to write everything down and then check it off yeah. if it's like some sort of checklist that's plaguing my brain because I'm like oh we're leaving at seven o'clock in the morning and I have all this stuff to do da 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 um but writing it down helps so much if you don't do that or Good put it know. in your notes yeah um okay somebody said methylfolate I think hmm. that's like um I think it's some, let me look it up. While you're looking back at that, I'll say the other time that I dealt with anxiety a lot in my life was when I was in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. 
I had literally, I don't know if we talked about this on a podcast earlier on, but I was going through, so I, the first like kindergarten through fourth grade, I went to a small private Lutheran school that was like four kids in my class. I mean, in the entire school, K through eight, there was like 50 kids max. Yeah. Tiny little town, about 20 minutes from where we lived. So then in fifth grade, I went to homeschool with my two brothers. So there's three of us. And then in sixth grade, I went to public school of like 600 kids. So like all that swing and then all that happening kind of right when puberty hit for me, I was an absolute disaster in sixth grade. I went home from school like 50% was my attendance for the year because I had like major anxiety about going to school and people picking on me, which there was bullies that picked on me, ended up being yeah. my friends later on in life. But the thing that helped me, and I don't know if it was partially oh, yeah, because of this about- or partially just I grew out of it, but uh, Trace Minerals is what my parents put me on. Somebody had told them about it. Is and it they put me on Trace Minerals, a supplement you can get it like GNC? Yeah, but like, is it a vita- Is it like a pill or is it liquid form? Why do I imagine uh, it putting it on a spoon and like giving it to you? For some reason, I feel like it was powder that they would mix in. I'm oh. sure there's multiple forms yeah. that you can get depending on, you know, if your kids can't stomach pills, which probably makes sense why they got it in like a powder or a liquid form for me. Because yeah. I was the kid that they had to like crush up a ibuprofen and mix it with a spoon <laughs> of jelly or throw it in with and a handful of me. M&Ms. I can like, just say, you are so ridiculous. <laughs> Courtney, you guys should see the handful of pills that she takes at night just with her. Oh my gosh, I have so many. I shouldn't say pills, vitamins and minerals. Like, yeah. It's literally, I mean, there's some, her magnesium pills are like the size of my pinky and she throws like, there's like 15 pills in each handful and she's, I'm like, holy, I'd be like, <laughs> uh, It's a skill. I'm like it's one little skill. ibuprofen. I'm like, mm. My rub, mom, rub my throat like a dog. Like, okay, those Zantac. Do you do you <laughs> use water with that? I do. What? <laughs> it's the world's babyest pill it I've is. ever seen, and I just it's, like I don't need water. I just have enough spit. I can just. I so, should. Anyways, okay, um, okay. This one is really popular, mm-hmm. and um, it is quitting caffeine and getting mm. eight hours of sleep. That is. This person said, I mean, pre-newborn, LOL. So that's pre-kids. We have Nevaeh who goes low in the middle of the night a lot, but we do, you know, like rotate. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is, I have been like juggling around with, what do I say? How do you say it? Not juggling around. Like I've been dipping my toe in less and less caffeine. Yeah. I was having more energy drinks. Yep. And I have stopped having those just for a little bit. Yep. Um, and also having one cup of coffee and then one sort of energy thing after that because I would have coffee and then an energy drink or a coffee and pre-workout. And I'm like, that's kind more, of, that's a lot. Or coffee and then a venti iced Starbucks coffee later on yeah. in the day. Like, I mean, that's a lot. It is. It's a lot of caffeine. And I will say by just making that change, and I don't know if it's the mouth tape either because I've, I've been loving the mouth tape and uh-huh. my sleeping skills. Um, Looks great on you, by the way. I know. Thanks. Mm-hmm. 
Um, somebody told me the uglier you go to bed, the prettier you wake up. So <laughs> it's working. All Just right. kidding. Um, so yeah, between that, I feel like my sleep solidly has been a lot better this week. Yeah. And that's adding in the mouth tape and drinking less coffee i will say my headaches have been like just kind of annoyingly there yeah not terrible but enough to where like i'm annoyed with them right. but i i'm slowly weaning coffee yeah or caffeine i should say yeah i've never i feel like i've never been huge on caffeine yes i drink coffee every morning but yeah. it's not that often that i'm like all right and i'm gonna have something else later in the day. Sometimes I do, but not consistently. But I know the the sleep thing I can relate to because I know there's definite because mm-hmm. I'm I'm like the kind of guy and we've talked about it before that can literally 6 hours of sleep, I'm fine. Yeah. I can fully function, no problem, no issues, but like if Courtney can tell like I'm starting to get stressed or having anxiety about something, she'll yeah. be like like, no. why don't you take some melatonin or something and like go to bed, go to bed. And then I wake up and most of the time, all these, <laughs> all these massive world issues that I feel like I have are like, that was ridiculous. How Getting, did I let my brain why go is that, that far? It's the same. Like when you're fighting and then you're like, it's really freaking late. You're everybody's tired. Yeah. You go to bed, you wake up and you're like, well, I'm not even mad anymore. It's like actually kind of ridiculous what we were fighting about. Yep. You know what I mean? Agreed. Okay. So a couple other things that people are saying. Drinking a cup of tea. One said self-awareness plus mindfulness, which has a lot to do. I feel like being self-aware of like, yes, I don't, I guess I don't know what it's like to not be self-aware. There's, there's a lot of things that I'm like very aware of Yeah. in my own self. Um, but sometimes when your anxiety is taking control, it's really hard to like, be like, okay, you're being ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's like your brain takes over. Right. I think that person is probably making the comment of if you know you're going, at least is the way I'm portraying it or interpreting it is. If you know you're going into a situation that's the normal type of situation that causes that anxiety, to get ahead of it and be mindful of it, be proactive about it, whether you're before a flight, I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to do one of these things, all these different things that you guys have listed out, whatever works for you, do it before you get to that point where your mind's on the run and you can't stop it. Okay. um, Couple other big ones is magnesium. Mm -hmm. I've heard that a lot. I take magnesium every day. I always have it. I actually started taking magnesium when I found out I was anemic Mm -hmm. and that was years ago, years ago now. And I started taking iron and my doctor basically was like, because you're taking iron, it can really back you up. Yep. So you want to take magnesium. There's, there's two forms of magnesium. So highly recommend like looking into both of them right. for you just to see. Um, you can take both. I mean, you know, whatever. There's also magnesium spray that you use sometimes. Dude, yeah. I, I've been spraying that on my feet my legs. Okay, by the way, I sprayed it on my legs last night after I shaved and that shit burned. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm like itching my leg. Uh-huh. So this is so random, by the way. But 
Navea, when she had her stroke, do you remember how bad she had those restless legs? Yeah. Like I had to massage her legs every, and it was specifically her left one, the one that went numb. Yeah. Or um, tingly. And they told us, like the doctors and the therapists told us, like as those are starting to wake up and those nerves and those- It's good. Those pathways, like it's going to- it's going to feel weird. She's yeah. going to have restless legs. So, so she had it. So she had her stroke while she was in the hospital. But like when we were there for like four days or something, Nevaeh and I were talking about it in the car on the way home. Yeah. Because I was kind of like curious on how she remembered her stroke because she still has that chapstick that I had her smell when we were. She still has it? She doesn't. She she has the same one. Oh, got Like it. the same scent. And it kind of like brings sure, me yeah. back to that time. Crazy how different things do that. It, it really does. Like I smell it and I'm like immediately like, oh my gosh. Because for me, it's a different memory than it is for her. Yep. But she loves it. Yeah. And I think it was like a, like sh- for her, her brain wasn't, she wasn't scared. She was just like, yeah. you know, besides the smell of the glue. Yep. So anyways, where was I going with that? Um... Restless legs. Restless legs, yeah. Because their nerves were waking up. Magnesium spray. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I was going and why I was saying that, but I was. we were talking about her stroke today. And yeah, she. we would spray that on her legs, yeah. on her legs because it it helps like sore muscles and stuff. But mm-hmm. also if you spray it on the bottom of your feet, it helps you sleep. And so I've been spraying it on my feet. I've yep. been spraying it on Nevaeh and Grayson's feet. Do you spray it and put socks on or are you just supposed to spray it? You spray it and, it and it? like let it soak into your feet. I don't really hmm. know. But you can spray it on your legs and stuff as well, your body. Yeah. And with sore muscles and it kind of, it's weird. It tingles. Where was that when you were pregnant? I, I know. Jeez, now there's restless leg restless pills. Legs. I'm like, why didn't nobody? Me? I had the. I would. I would wake up in the middle of the night, and she would be beating the crap out of her legs, just like Ugh. punching her legs. Like I would rather Listen, feel pain. Yeah. Than it. I couldn't. Anxious legs. I literally physically, and it was the worst when we went and visited Jason in oh, Alaska. Yeah. I was. What, 25, 26, 27 weeks pregnant. And I, well, it was in the summertime in Alaska and the sun didn't go all the way down. Yeah. And we, you know, we shared a, a wall with Danielle and Matt, which they had their baby Saran. She cried all the time. And we, it was just terrible. It was terrible. And then I had restless legs. I was fucking beating them. And I'm like, it's four o'clock in the morning and the sun is still out. Like what the heck this is, is the happening? worst. It was terrible. But anyway, anyway, okay. Um, yeah, I think that is a lot of them. I think, I don't know. I think it's important. I kind of said in the beginning, but after hearing all the different recommendations, whether it's ones that we said help us or different ones that people have mentioned, I think it's important to say like whatever works for you. Right. Like we have like any of them, even THC, like yeah, we are a very big proponent of whatever works. Like there's not one specific thing that's going to help everybody. Some people are going to get relief and whatnot from anxiety by 
prayer, some people journaling, some people THC, some people. I think the biggest thing to remember, right. I think the biggest thing to remember is everyone and everybody is different. Yeah. And like Ethan and I struggle with anxiety. Rachel struggles with anxiety, but we all struggle with anxiety in a different way. Yep. But how Ethan copes with his anxiety, I would never come from a place of judgment on that because it makes you feel like so much less of a person if somebody's judging you on how you're dealing with your own anxiety. Yeah. Like, you know what's best for yourself and stand firm in that. Like, if somebody's like, I can't believe you take that, da-da-da-da-da-da, that's poison, this, that, whatever. I can't believe you don't do this, that, and the other thing. That... You might have done that and it might have not worked for you. That's totally fine. I just hope that anything from this podcast, you get that your anxiety is yours. You know how bad it is. You know how most of the time, I mean, I always like hearing from other people how they deal with anxiety. So sharing it with people, I know sometimes that's hard because it feels like, like I was sharing with Ethan me going to the doctor, I felt stupid for sharing it because I thought like my doctor was going to be like, well, that's ridiculous, right. you know, this, that, and the other thing. But even though it's like a, it was at the time like a deathly, I was deathly afraid of it. Right. Um, And so just remember that don't be afraid, don't be embarrassed. It is what it is. And most of the time, a lot of people that you tell have have had some sort of anxiety in that sort of way as well. Yeah. But don't let anybody tell you to not deal with your anxiety the way that you feel like is right for you. Agreed. Unless it's like, you know, an addiction problem that is different, of course. But Right. Yeah. Agreed. A hundred percent. Don't, don't let anybody stop you from trying something mm-hmm. to relieve your anxiety. Yeah. And I want to go a step further in saying, and I know this is not this is maybe stepping a little bit outside of anxiety, but I know if, if anxiety gets really bad, can turn into a depression and worse things after that. Mm-hmm. Being Courtney and I have lived through over the, the past couple of years losing a family member to suicide, like that individual had such strong beliefs in not putting anything unnatural into their body Mm-hmm. And I get, and this is touchy subject, I get people like have these strong beliefs and some people are like, no to medicine, no to THC, no to anything else like that. But having somebody, losing somebody that is that important to you, I want to say like, <laughs> like if it comes to, if it gets that bad, please try something Mm -hmm. even if it's outside of what you were raised to believe if you were raised in a very strict conservative family that's literally like me like courtney that's Mm -hmm. like you know you don't and not and not saying they said this like no no medicine like our parents our our parents parents did not like they take medicine for different things they believe in medicine and helps them that's fine even depression medicine even depression medicine as well like if you were raised and your people said not to take it like Please try it before you do something that is drastic. It's a permanent decision. It's a permanent yeah. decision. And even like, be, be, sorry, we were raised like, no, 
no drugs, no THC, but blow, you know, like there is studies out there like the mm-hmm. THC can help mm-hmm. somebody with anxiety. Maybe it's not for everybody. Right. And if you have an addictive personality, maybe it's not for you, but there are health benefits to it. Like there's so many things you can do out there. So you don't always have to stick to stick to your beliefs to an extreme yeah. when you need help. Am yeah. I coming across the right way with that? Yeah, I yeah. I know it's a little bit heavy, but I it just is. like I felt like it's heavy because um well, gall, it's one of those things that is such a t- touchy subject. Yeah. But if you and I just hope that like the way it is is you're not you because sometimes I feel like if you're struggling with anxiety or depression, you almost feel like you're alone Mm -hmm. and it can put you in that position to make you feel alone and it could be a matter of a decision to start taking meds to start I don't know like going to a doctor even but as long as you're taking the step to do that and starting that you it, it could be a life changing decision for you like literally life changing right where and there's it can be a matter of life and death for people right literally literally and if it comes to that there is nothing wrong with changing your beliefs or the way that you were raised to save yourself Mm -hmm. i guess is what i was trying to say Mm -hmm. yeah so anyways holy cow that was really heavy sorry it got real heavy at the end it is it's okay it is what i mean it's life it is and we just want you guys to know you're not alone i know that a lot of people struggle with this as well um and it's a hard subject but we struggle with it through it and we've been through we've been through a lot too so yeah i think poppy's having anxiety she's pacing around this room poppy what's the matter you You need a gummy poppy What? Or CBD. That was the other thing. <laughs> I love CBD. CBD. Yeah. Just chill you the if out just a little bit. Mm. Just a mm. little bit. Anyways, we are going to head out and I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope it was helpful in some sort of way. And again, reach out if you need any help. Our DMs are always open. So Always. So we'll see you in the next one. Later. <laughs>